This message you're about to listen to was recorded live at the Redeemed Christian Church of God, the Throne Room Parish, Transcorp Hilton, Abuja. Be blessed as you listen. We bless God for what God is doing here, and we pray that God will continue to lift this work to higher level in the name of Jesus. I don't have much time this morning. I want to share with you a message I've entitled, The Garment of Praise. The garment of praise, standing on all protocols, uh, you know, I want to continue from where pastor stopped. Because basically, as I was praying, I asked the Lord, what am I going to share today? And, uh, and I, 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 believe me, honestly, I sense today there will be all manners of miracles. Yeah. Is there a believer in the house? Yeah. There will be all manners of miracles, particularly healing. Healing that would touch, you know, how many of us read the open heavens this morning? It was a further confirmation. You know, God was talking about being the God of all flesh. So God was going to heal issues that have to do with physical. And that's why when you release yourself today, some things that you couldn't do, you'll be surprised you'll be doing before you leave here. You thought you had a back pain, but after you're done you will discover the pain is gone. Yeah. And you know, you, 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 you thought there were things that you couldn't do. You couldn't stretch. You couldn't go all the way down. I guess by the time you release yourself in the atmosphere, you will be amazed what God will do. Let me say a little thing about this God that we serve. Because you see, every time a man is believing God for a miracle, you know, if you are that kind of person that will want to work out the miracle in your head, you may wait for a very long time. You know, when you come to an atmosphere like this, and you come to meet with God, the one who does the impossible, the one who is able to do all things, then the most important thing for you to do is to forget all your smart ideas and just be open. Let me tell somebody, be open. And be open to receive instructions. Instructions. Because all it takes is just a word from God. That's why the Bible says he sent for this word. It comes in the form of an instruction. And the Bible says his word healed them. And his word brought healing. It saved them from all their destructions. And I'm believing God today that the word going forth this morning will do somebody good in Jesus' name. Now, please be very simple because God is simple. Part of the problem why miracles are delayed is because we tend to be very complicated. Most people, like I said, until we can work it out, you know, you, 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 you don't make sense of what God wants to do. And I find time and time again, always a simple instruction goes forward. And when people learn to know how to trust God, in spite of the simplicity of God, then they are able to connect with God. The second thing is that some of the things God would tell a person in instructions may look stupid. And that's why... It's stupid people that tend to see the miracles. Oh, I remember Naaman went to Israel to look for a miracle. And guess what? He was directed to the house of the prophet. He went to the king's house, but the help was not there. 
And the prophet gave him a simple instruction he found so hard to, you know, to commit himself to. And he was wondering, are there no better pools to go than to the job? It was a simple instruction. And if he had not obeyed the instruction, he would have lost it. He would have lost it. Many of us came here, I believe, to meet with God this morning. And honestly, if you came here, leave all your ideas to one side and just be open. Just be open. God is said to heal, not just the flesh. God is said to heal spiritual issues and even as a heart so clearly, God wants to minister to the soul. God wants to minister to the soul. Because the heart of the matter is in the heart. And the mind is the battlefield of life. And when Jesus was starting his ministry in Luke chapter 4 verse 18, he was quoting the prophet Isaiah. And he went into that scripture to say, this is what defines my ministry. And for everyone that has an encounter with me, and for anyone that comes to me, this is what my ministry will do to him or her. And in Luke chapter 4, he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he had anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, the poor in spirit, those who have a recognition that they need God. Those who can run to God and those who believe that they can do everything, but God will do what he can do as they do what they can do. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. And God wants to heal broken, heart, broken hearts today. I'm telling you that people, while they are smiling on the outside, they are crying on the inside. They look good. But there are things that have happened that has made their hearts to be broken. You know, when, when a desire doesn't come to pass, the Bible says hope deferred makes the heart sick. And they are sick hearts because of longings that have not yet been fulfilled. And though they may look good, put on a smile, look as, you know, but on the inside they're crying. But God sees every crying heart and God has the ability and the capacity to bring healing this morning. And I'm believing God that today if your heart is broken, guess what? God will heal it. God will fix it. Nobody needs to know but God knows. And between you and your God this morning because you are here, get ready for an encounter. In the name of Jesus. Jesus said he was not only going to heal the brokenhearted. He was going to, you know, also preach deliverance to the captives. I know there are people here today. They're looking good. But the things that trouble you, nobody knows. For some, when it's midnight hour, that's when their trouble begins because they can't sleep, even though they may have a water bed. There are issues, there are matters, or there are all manners of torment. I know people who are hooked on very terrible habits. They, like Apostle Paul, they say, the things I know not to do, I find I do. And the things that I know to do, I don't do them. Who would deliver me from this body of sin? Because they know that they are held captive and they are under a bondage that it will take God to break them out of it. And I sense today in this place, there are certain strange things that will leave. 
Something that has a hole over you, that hole will be broken. I see God setting captives free. I see God delivering somebody here. In the name of Jesus. It says, and the recovering of sight to the blind. The recovery of sight to the blind. Some can't see their breakthroughs. They can't see their opportunities. They cannot see. They can't see. When people are saying, can't you see? They can't see. And I pray today, both spiritual eyes will be open. And natural eyes will be open. And I pray God will help people to see what they should see. To see a better future. To see that you are going beyond where you are. To see God perfecting what concerns you. In the name of Jesus. And the Bible says to set at liberty them that are what? That are bruised. That are bruised. I'd like you to come with me to Psalm six, uh, Isaiah chapter 61. And I want us to begin to look at how is it going to happen today? How is it going to happen? We will look at verses 2 and 3. Isaiah 61. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all that mourn. Let me tell you the truth. You know, every faith man knows that when you engage faith, faith always operates in the present, not in the past or in the future tense. That's why the scripture will say now. Faith is the substance of things. It's a noun thing. It's a noun thing. And for the man that will engage faith this morning, and faith, how does faith come? The Bible says faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So what God is saying today, if you can just simply believe, if you can just simply believe, let me tell somebody, just believe. I know it sounds stupid for a reasonable person. What, what is this guy going to say that I should just believe? Just believe. If you believe that before you left home, you say, God, speak through someone here. And God is going to speak. And you believe God will do what he will do. Let's go to verse 3. We'll stop there. Let's go to verse 3. It says, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion. In the church, there are people mourning. In the church, there are people crying. He said to appoint to them, to give unto them beauty for ashes. You know, it looks as if the dream is gone to ashes, but God will beautify it again. It looks as if the marriage is going down, but God will beautify it again. I see God bringing healing in homes, in marriages, in relationships. Where there has been a rejection, God will cause that there will be an acceptance. Somebody is coming back again. Somebody who said no will say yes again. In the name of Jesus. He says to give unto them the, the, the oil of joy for mourning. Now, it's step by step. I would like you to say a few things. And we'll be up in a little while. It says the oil of joy for mourning. Why? You see, if the devil can't steal your joy, he can't steal your good. When I talk about the good, I talk about everything that belongs to you. When joy is gone, then the devil has access way to do all the worst that he can do. The people who have food, but they don't, there's no joy in eating. 
There are people who have all kinds of things. There's no joy. When the joy is gone. That's why Nehemiah knew something when he said, the joy of the Lord is my strength. In the midst of the challenges and in the midst of the opposition from Sambalat and Tobias and all the characters that came around, Nehemiah learned something. He said, the joy of the Lord is my strength. The scripture says, it is with joy that we will draw from the wells of salvation. So the thing that pertains to salvation, all the provisions and the fringe benefit, when joy is gone, you lose them. That's why when the Bible says in the presence of the Lord, there's fullness of joy, one thing you must live well with by force and by fire is joy. And you see, when the Bible speaks of joy, joy is not happiness. Because happiness is dependent on happenings. So whether things have happened or they are not happening, you are going to live here full of joy. Yeah. Somebody will ask you, so what has changed? I, what has changed? You will see what has changed. But whether you have seen it or you don't see it, your joy must come back. Yeah. Today, the first thing for your breakthrough today is that your joy must come back. Yeah. Tell somebody that joy must come back. In the name of Jesus. You see, if you don't have joy, we can't move on to the place of praise. You see, friends, I love the way the scripture puts it. It says, the oil of joy. Because you see, joy is not about what's happening. Joy is, an, is a spirit. Are you with me? It's a spirit because oil symbolizes spirit. Because you are here, the spirit in this place whether you like it or not, must come upon you. People must know you went somewhere. That's why, please, lose yourself. Open yourself for what God wants to do here. Am I speaking to someone? So, as you lose yourself, the spirit will come upon you. And you see, when the spirit comes upon you, the spirit of sorrow and money must leave you. Because you find out that if it has been difficult for you to smile, it has been difficult for you to be able to be excited, you will live here, you know, knowing something has shifted in the name of Jesus. But joy is critical to come to the next place that is very important. The Bible says the oil of joy for mourning, and it speaks about the garment of praise. Somebody will change his garment here. Yeah. I see somebody changing her garment here. Yeah. Listen, if you don't look good in the way you are, it's up to you to make a decision. Out. You know when you're coming to church? Some of us will stay by the mirror. You look. Does this fit? Is this nice? No, I change it. Am I right? How many of you changed your garment before you came here today? Oh my God. That means before you leave here today, something must change. Because whatever won't make you look good, you need to change it. And you see, everybody here, if you had it before, you reinforce it. If you didn't have it before now, you will put it on. Everyone must live here with the garment of praise. I say it's a garment. When it's on you, you are praiseful. When it's on you, you are 
praiseful. You see, let me tell you the truth. Where there's joy, there'll be praise. In fact, it's so difficult when you have joy to conceal praise. It starts there. It brings also the garment of praise. But the garment of praise deals a heavy blow to a very dangerous spirit that people don't understand. It is called the spirit of heaviness. You see some people, they are light but they look heavy because there are some spirit on them. If I'm in church, you see them, they're just dozing off like that. Something is pressing them. You know, when you're talking to some people, I don't understand. You can sense it. In fact, you enter some atmosphere, you feel a heavy spirit. That's why some people, when they look at them, their qualification is right. But they will just look something about this person. No, we will not appoint this person. They say, oh, he's qualified. I say, no, no, let him go. That spirit must leave you. Spirit of heaviness, how does it come? Because that is part of what my job is to do here this morning. Ah, you will live here light too. And you know when you are light, you can fly. When you are light, you can move. When you are light, you feel, you don't feel burdened and weighed down. And I pray to God, every weight pulling you down by the anointing in this place, that burden will be destroyed. Yeah. That spirit must go. Yeah. In the name of Jesus. Yeah. But you see the answer that deals with that spirit is praise. The garment of praise. The garment of praise. I will put on the garment of praise. <laughs> I will put on the garment of praise. For the spirit of heaviness is not for me. I will put on the garment of praise. Hallelujah. I will put on the garment of praise. I will put on the garment of praise. For the spirit of heaviness is not for me. I will put on the garment of praise. How? How does the spirit of heaviness come? Simple. Matthew chapter 6, Jesus said in verse, you know, 24. He said, do not worry. Friends, we live in a real world that makes people to want to worry. Ah, some people, their main business is to worry. Oh, yes, because there are things that are all over there to make you worry. If you are not worrying about finance, you are worrying about health. If you are not worrying about health, you are worrying about children. If you are not worrying about children, you are worrying about job. If you are not worrying about job, you are worrying about one thing or the other. Am I right? I mean, somebody will almost look abnormal if there's nothing to worry about. That's why Jesus said, therefore I say unto you, come on, take no thought for your life. Another translation, do not worry. And what is the thing to worry? What ye shall eat? What ye shall drink? 
nor for your body, what they shall put on is not the life more than meat of body. It starts from worry. Whatever it is that makes you worry, it starts like a little thing. But guess what? It graduates to anxiety. It graduates to what? Anxiety. After from worrying, when you, when you focus on the things that make you worry, before long, you will soon realize you are beginning to get anxious. Ah, time is going. And when will the man show up? And so how can I marry? Ah, I'm almost 50. Can I still have a child? You know, this, you know as if though God cannot, if, if, if uh, Sarah could deliver, at which age? Help me. 90. Then how much more people who are 50. <laughs> Thank God for Jesus. Come on, put your hands together. Is there a believer in the house? That's why Philippians 4, 6 says, what? Be anxious for not... For how many things? For how many things? Be anxious for nothing. This translation says, be careful. Whether it's careful or anxious, say be anxious for nothing, but in everything. What should you do? By prayer and supplication. And how do you round it up? I know many of us have prayed. Many of us have talked to God. But when you want to round it up, what should you do? With thanksgiving. Let your request. And today, we are here to give thanks to God. Do I make sense to someone? You see, until you get anxious, it is difficult for the devil to step in because it's from anxiety more often than not that people come to a place of depression. I am so shocked these days when I see young people that you would think that they, don't have, they should not have any problem, that they are heavily depressed. Heavily, heavily depressed. So young, but they're already thinking about their life. And they're thinking that life is not going to happen. So, depression is no longer for the old. It's both for the young and the old. And until you are depressed, the devil cannot oppress you. And through depression, many get oppressed. You see these days, people are beginning to commit suicide. I just read one of a Nigerian doctor in New York who went and killed, you know, people in the hospital, injured some, and then killed himself. I was wondering what must have been going on. Through depression, people begin to hear, instead of the voice of God, they begin to hear the voice of the devil. They hear strange voices, giving them strange ideas. That's why you can't mess around with the spirit of heaviness. Because the way the spirit of... Heaviness operates, it keeps compounding. It keeps, when you open the door to one, by losing your joy, they begin to come in one by one. Worry, anxiety, depression, you know, before you know, oppression begins to set in. That's why anybody today, under the sound of my voice, that's been oppressed, that oppression comes to an end this day. <laughs> But how are we going to solve it? What are we going to do? The instruction is simple. It's simple, very simple. First thing, 
is to be joyful in God's presence. Are you with me? You see, a joyful heart is always a grateful heart. What makes a man to find joy even when nothing seems to be happening? Let me tell you something. The devil has a way of helping us to remember what God has not done. And helping us to forget the things that God has done. So guess what? What we do most times when we are thinking about the things that have not happened is that we are at the same time forgetting the things that have happened. And so you forget that while we slept yesterday, between yesterday and today, some are gone. And yet here we are. And you know what? The truth is, except you are alive, we can't talk about anything. In fact, the only reason why you are still saying some things have not happened is because you are alive. That's why I love the scripture in the book of Ecclesiastes. It says, it is better to be a living dog than a dead lion. Because why? If you are just an ordinary dog, you are better than a dead lion. And guess what? Even though you are not a lion, because you are alive and hope is for the living, you can still keep dreaming that you will be a lion. is important. You see, the moment you don't take anything for granted, the moment you can begin to look at your life, yes, there are still many things not yet done. Yes, you are still confronted with issues and problems, but guess what? You are alive. You find that it's sufficient a reason to begin to thank God. That's why before we get to Philippians 4, 6, where it says, be anxious for nothing. Philippians 4, 4 says, rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say, rejoice. Verse 5 says, let your moderation be known unto all men. Why? Because the Lord is near. You see, when problems surround us, most times people think God is going to sleep, or God is far away. But God is closer than you think. Far, far too closer than you think. And when he's saying the Lord is at hand, that means anything can happen. So this morning, what are the things that you have taken for granted? What are the things that you are taking for granted? Your life? I see some people, good-looking people, they are still having problems of low self-esteem. I say, what's wrong with this one? You see people, that other people are envying. If you get close to them, they are calling for a pity party. And you wonder what's going on. And you suddenly realize is that the mind is sick. Look, there are too many people you see around, they look good and they look normal, but they are sick. Their mind is not working as it should be. That's why in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, the scripture says, God has not given us the spirit of fear, but he has given unto us the spirit of power, the spirit of love, and what? And a sound mind. Come on, receive sound mind this morning. 
God had not given us the spirit of fear. That's why this morning, by faith, we rebuke every fear. We break everyone held captive by the fear of the unknown. Do you know people who still have money in in their account? They are still afraid. What if this money finishes? What if this money gets lost? You have money and you are still worried. Some are married to a lovely man. They say, ah, what if a woman snatches my husband? Ah. Other people have jobs, good jobs. What if, if, my, if I lose my job? If you lose your job, your life will not end. The reason why you think the way you think is because you think your job is, is your source. But God is your source. Change that, change that, change that, change that, change that. When you get an understanding that, listen, you are not a self-made man. It is the grace of God. You will not take grace for granted. You may have worked hard. I've seen people who worked hard but had nothing to show for. And to tell you the honest truth, Sometimes the people who work the hardest eat the less. If you're anywhere and you think you have gotten somewhere, you better know it is only God. I saw a woman, pretty, educated, good job, and there was no man. And she was, used to be fervent for the things of God. After a while, her mind went off and she left church. And one day the pastor looked for her because she used to be very active. And when she showed up, she said, Pastor, sister, what happened? She said, what did I do, God? What did I do, God? After all, I've been faithful. I've done everything. Among the sisters in the church, how many are as beautiful and as qualified as I am? Ah, but thank God for a wise pastor. He knew what was the problem. He said, sister, you taught your qualification qualifies you. But your qualification disqualified you. If a good man must come into your life, it will take the grace of God. You need God's grace. Tell somebody you need grace. Praise God. How do we get grace? By faith. By faith. This morning, as you open up yourself, all you need to do is to praise God. Are you with me? Forget your troubles. Forget your sorrow. Please forget your dignity. Forget your big manism. If you have any problem today, praise the one who can lift you up. Praise the one who can turn your shame, you know, into joy. Who can turn your sorrow into joy. The one who can turn disgrace into grace. Today, as you are here. Please, don't live here without connecting with him. Because the scripture is so straightforward and simple. David, who knew how to connect with God, told us, I will enter his gates. There is a gate, even though you are here, there is a gate that if you don't enter, you cannot even see God. And that gate, the key that opens it is what? 
is thanksgiving. No, thanksgiving. You start with thanksgiving. When you don't have anything to, you know, to give test, but you can still thank God. That is where it starts. You start, you see, you can't really praise God if you cannot thank him first. You see, praise comes out of a grateful heart and a joyful heart. But it's all a product of the ability and the attitude of gratitude. So if you can look at yourself and say, God, I thank you. It's not as bad as I thought you. Look, let me tell you. Your situation can be worse than it is. I pray with your own mouth you will not make it worse. And if it must change, it will require your own mouth. There are things you will do that will change some things. Let me tell you. You are waiting for a prophet. Sit down there. You will be your own prophet. That's why if you cannot see, you will pray. If Jesus came to heal the blind, to open blind eyes, your eyes must see your future. Help me congratulate somebody sitting next to you. Say, I see you in your future. You look better than this. Amen. You sit down there and believe the lie of the devil. God punished the devil. And today is the day of punishment. For every lie you have believed, punish the devil today. Thank you, Jesus. How many of us want to praise God? Worship God. I'd like you to stand up on your feet. My time is up. But just a few things. Amen. Like I said, some few steps. Number one, give thanks to God. The Bible says in Psalms 92 verse 1, it is a good thing to give thanks unto God. Let me tell somebody, it's a good thing. It's not bad. It's a good thing. Let's do a good thing. Come on, rise up and begin to thank God. Thank God for your life. Thank God for today. Thank God for healing, for miracles. Thank God for open doors. Thank God for what God is set to do in the next few minutes. Thank God. Thank God. Come on, thank God. Come on, thank God. Give him praise. Give him glory. Give him honor. Give him adoration. Exalt his name. Magnify him. Oh, Father, I bless you. Lord, I worship you. This morning, I give you praise. Oh, Thank you. While we're still in an attitude of prayer, maybe you're here, I can sense in the force of my spirit. You are the point of, you are the verge of giving up. In fact, some are even thinking maybe they should end their life. You're here today, I'd like you to run out here because there's hope for you. God is here to help you. 
You're here today quickly. Quickly, quickly, you're here. You're here. You are the verge of giving up. You are almost about to end it all. But you're saying, Lord, I thank you for a new lease of life. I choose to believe you. I choose to receive your help this morning. Anyone here? I'd like you to come out. Mashata lebre godosh takaba. You don't need to be shy. I heard in the voice of my spirit. Come out, come out, come out, come out. Take a step and put the devil to shame. Many canastula. Rako na shunamande. Thank you, Father. You know this song? I have made you too small. Not my will, 
but thy will be done in my life from today let your spirit be restored unto me and any other spirit that is not of your own in my life let it meet me now thank you father thank you lord in jesus name we have prayed and the people of god say amen we believe you have been blessed by this message to download this message please visit our podcast at the throne room on your handheld device or computer for any inquiries call 08087-000004 or visit the Life Center at number 20 Colorado Close off Dame Street, Maitama Abuja. You can also visit our website www.rccgthroneroom.org. You are highly lifted, highly favored. Highly favored.